Robert. Okay, first things first, happy birthday to Moses. Don't know. Turn Six. 52. <laughs> Man said 52, you know. Uh, good times. Put so some respect on my name. So how's it feel being old? You're only as old as, as you feel, and I feel young, mate. You sure? Yes. Faith. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I've been thinking a lot about age recently. I'm not in a not not in a philos- in philosophical sense. Okay. Just because it's interesting to think about age sometimes. And I was thinking, um, so normally a human will live to like eighty years, right? Okay. Yeah, but um, let's say we live to two hundred, right? Mm-hmm. To a hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred years okay. old. Okay. Um, but but like obviously we um, we age so like when we get to like one hundred eighty, that's when we get to like our eighties if we are now mm-hmm. sort of thing. So like still balances out. Mm. So. Let's say we um, the normal age for someone dies two hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that you would get bored of marriage if you were married to someone for let's let's say one hundred and seventy years of your life? And I know people are married here, so <laughs> there will be politically correct answers covered. That that is a very interesting conv- uh, very interesting topic because um, I've genuinely been thinking about this. Uh, not this. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not this, not this particularly. Not this particularly, but it's just got serious. <laughs> a slightly similar question. Um, so, thankfully, I've been married for four years, five this year, and still very happily married. And I say thankfully, and I'm genuinely like, that's one of the things I reflected on on my birthday, where it's like, I'm happily married, mm. and by grace, and like. I'm, I don't take that for granted. I don't take it for granted that, oh, yeah, man's got this. Because I know people who, like, looked on the surface, looked as though everything was rock solid. And then within a year, cracks were just peak. Um, and so I'm really thankful and I'm really prayerful about my marriage and to keep it going. Um, just hearing stories, and I'm always reminded that I'm, ne- I'm not I'm not be above people whose marriage have, has like broken down mm. but only thing that's keeping us going is grace mm. um, the thing that I've, I've been reflecting on was that I, I believe that I love my wife now more than I did when we first got married it's like having lived with her and everything seen her at bad times seen her at good times her seeing me at bad times and good times but quick question to interject there yeah how do you say that your love for your wife is like how would you describe the love the love you had for your wife at the beginning of your marriage as compared to now so at the beginning of the marriage it was almost um there was almost like a forecast like i had pictured how things would be and so the reality of that situation hadn't sunk in so the love that i had for her i had i would come visit her and then leave i wasn't living with her so there wasn't the reality of the day to day but now that there is a reality of the day-to-day, there's a reality of a child, there's a reality of we're both snappy when Leia doesn't have a full night's sleep, so we don't have a full night's sleep, but still loving her through that, still loving her, still wanting to serve her, wanting to serve the family and stuff. It's, I don't feel that that's a, a greater love, but I feel it, reality has shaped my love. And I feel like um, while I was in some relationships, when I, I realised that, nah, this she does something I don't really like. I'm like, I'm not really on that anymore. But 
in a marriage you've worked through different stuff that we might not necessarily like blah 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 and the love is still consistent and i can genuinely say that i do love her i feel i love her more now than before based on reality almost setting in and the love being able to push through that um and i'm thinking i'm very happy that i got married at the age that i did fairly young um because i get to live the rest of my life with her but what i've been reflecting on was when jesus said in heaven um, we will be like the angels, neither getting married or being given in marriage. And I'm just like, right now, that feels like a cheap shot. Not necessarily a cheap shot in the sense of whatever, but it's in the sense of I have spent a lifetime building something with her. And I know that when we get to heaven, like the fullness of joy that we, we will share and every, the fullness of joy that we'll experience and stuff is nothing in comparison to here. But it's almost like this woman who I feel God has united me with, I have built a family with, I have built a life with, to almost go to heaven and just be like, oh, hey, like there isn't that special bond between us anymore. I almost feel sad by that because she means so much to me. And so I, I genuinely, and so I, I know that obviously when we get to heaven, we might be so raptured up in who God is that we might not necessarily view human relations like that anymore mm -hmm. because we're so caught up in who God is and the splendor and stuff. It's pretty much just going to be all about God. Yeah. And then our fellowship together, worshiping him. Um, but yeah, and that's I say that it might just be me looking from a broken lens or something like that where yeah. I'm just like, yeah, there's such a pull for me anyways to my wife yeah. where I don't want to let that go. Yeah. Um, and it's not saying I don't want to let that go for God because I do always try to put God first or God as the centre of the marriage. Um, I can only love her because God loves me and I'm, like, I'm in that loving fellowship with him. Um, so yeah, it's just like, so for me, I've been grappling with that because I'm just like, I would like to think that I would be happy to spend 175 years with her. Um, I would like to think that. So yeah, because I'm even thinking about it as eternity and eternity knowing that this, this woman was my wife, is my wife. Like there's still that special bond and we're getting to worship God together as that couple um so yeah i would like to think i would like to think that yes i can go 175 years loving my wife oh well, yes Peter. so you you've you've known your, your wife for you went out for like was it seven years six six and you've been married yeah. for like eight, is it eight months now uh we've got four months until it's a year so <laughs> <laughs> I had to come back in August, <laughs> so I didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if you you were going to 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 to, to be with this woman for the next one hundred and seventy five years, yeah, I think I think there's elements. There's there's two elements that come into mind as fear and joy. <laughs> <laughs> as as Mo, as Mo mentioned, you know, there's the element of love being from. Or, or love as we are now being centered on God. Um, and so our, our relationship, 
uh, everything has been built on God, you know, and that's fleshed out in trying to honor him in um, allowing him to, you know, cool you down, praying about things as opposed to just doing things on your, on your, of your own accord or in your own wisdom. Um, there's that element of God fueling the love. And then there's the element of um, the relativity of time. So when I say the relativity of time, what I mean by that is how a minute and 30 seconds can feel like a minute and 30 seconds when you are eating a very nice dish and it's all nice and time flies and it's like, oh, this feels like it's been a second. Hmm. And then a minute and 30 seconds can feel like two years when you're, you know, doing planks. When you're doing planks, <laughs> that's even more relatable. That's that's much more relatable. Because I was gonna say when you're getting beaten up, but not not that many people get beaten up on as frequent a basis as I do. So, um, yeah, when you're doing planks, like literally, you're doing planks. You've been there two years. You check the watch clock, and ten seconds have gone past, and it's like, what's going on? So that aspect of things comes into play as well. And when you said that the first thing that I thought about was um, Jacob working for Rachel. And he did a seven years, and the Bible says it was like days to him. Uh, and then, obviously, he got he got snaked in it with Leah. Um, Leah. With Leah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> with Leah. Um, and then he did seven more years. Uh, and again, you know, the Bible says it was like days unto him. So 14 years, like days to him, because he was doing it out of love for this person. So when I come to say those two things, 175 years, I don't think will feel like 175 years because of a love that is fueled by God. Mm. And that removes that butterflies for me because I think and once you get married, you realize that love is so much different from butterflies. And then you've heard poets say it all the time, it's not just the, it's not just the good feelings and the, you know, uh, lovey-dovey and walking in slow motion it's none of that it's it's painful it's, it's a punch in the suffering stomach. you know but then that is somehow what love really is mm. and so the greatest display of love is not roses and a bouquet it's Valentine's Day <laughs> it's a man on a cross it's Easter yeah, well let's not let's not, <laughs> let's not be pagan <laughs> it is yeah it is a man on a cross it is a man dying that is the greatest display of love so when you when I when I look at it from that point, it doesn't 175 years doesn't scare me. Only because the love that will sustain me through that time isn't even from me. That's from God. Mm. And unless God fails, I'm I'm cool. Oh, it's all nice and, and and good to say. You know, the love will get me through. But what happens during those times when you know you guys could get um, getting a rut? And you know, I mean, Mo, you've been married for four years. I've been married for eight months. Um and I can't. But it's still new though. Like you, even four or five years, it's still, Dude, new, it's no. still new. It's it's still new, but then tiredness is still real, <laughs> and like frustrations are still real. So, I may, maybe you know, ten years down the line, the frustrations will be different or whatever. But I've been not not to say I've been in everything, but we've been through enough now to know. Firstly, that the imaginary idea of love isn't what love is. We've recognized that. We've learned that we've learned enough of that and what we've what what god has brought us through in these times it has is enough to give me faith that like no matter what he like, he will he will take us through you know it's, it, it literally hasn't like i'm not speaking from a place of it's been all lovey-dovey and it's all cool like we've had our arguments we've had our frustrations um you know and we are still growing into each other mm. growing and learning to love each other mm. but 
my thing is is the 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 hope that I have is the fact that it's God that's fueling us. Yeah. It's, it's not me. It's not her. It's God that's the center. So unless I get to a point where I'm renouncing my faith and I'm walking away, which I don't see happening, um, we're we're good. I'm not the first person to say that. <laughs> sure well, yeah, I'm not the first. Definitely not the first. <laughs> but my faith isn't in myself. It's in God. Sheesh, so. This is it. Um, you have an answer to say if you if you. Th- if you're like but, but if you got into a marriage for 175 years, do you think you'll be able to, to last? Or do you think she'll be able to last? Oh, peak. <laughs> <laughs> um, Silence is real. No, because I'm thinking, because like, I'm be honest, because like, you think that you're dope enough to keep her entertained for 175 years? 175 years is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first humility I've ever seen from her. There's only so many times you, you could go to Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> The first 25 years, Nando's <laughs> is the place. Afterwards, um... um well, f- from my personal experience, I can't say yeah, because my longest relationship has been like six months. <laughs> so, um, I would like to think, well, I'm just the, the, the sort of person is like, if I'm into you, I'm into you. And unless you do something... Can you not point at me when you say that? I'll point over here. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I don't think there would be any trouble. Peter got some palpitations there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, trouble on, on like my part. But then I don't know. I I, I think for me the the like biggest fear would would, would be her her getting bored. Cause like you know, cause even like twenty years is a long time. Mm. <laughs> and you're gonna add another hundred and fifty onto that. Like and, and like I know like we're both growing and you're, you're like doing life together, but then. How much? How much can you actually? How, how much is there to um to learn about someone when you when you've been with them for like so long? Because like obviously you're going through all these experiences together. You know, Khalil Gibran said, um, "In your love, uh, be together, but be alone together." Kind of thing. Where w- what he was getting at was um, developing your yourself as an individual, even though you are still a couple. So not neglecting the individual mm. growth and, and, and stuff even though you are also growing together so i think the same way like you've you've not well i don't know but you've not got bored of yourself over i'm amazed how can i get bored of me there you go there it is <laughs> um so, humbly humbly of course yeah. of course <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're growing i think it's the idea i think the problem becomes comes when the idea is we'll be like this forever or kind of like we will stay as we are now and will that last forever? But then you're, as you said, you're doing life, you're growing, you're changing. Mm. So I think it's less, it's less daunting when you realize that you won't necessarily even be the same person you are now, Tomorrow. 20 years down the line, mm. you know? So you're growing. I think you, you I think that that provides some hope mm. for you. I heard, um, <laughs> for you. What do you mean for me? <laughs> as if you're not going to grow. <laughs> do you know what? I heard, um, Someone say, you never truly know someone until they die. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> you never know, cause it, it's, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. So it's like saying, yeah. the totality of who of a person, person is, yeah. so long as they're living, has the potential to change. Yeah. yeah. And so the totality of who they are isn't disclosed until they've died. Mm. And up, up until that moment of death, they still had the potential to do something that's totally 
out of character untowards yeah. and then you can be like oh i never knew that about you who said uh you either die a hero or you live long enough to become a villain batman is it batman? is it b is it bvs no uh, dark knight is it dark knight yeah yeah, yeah so so um, exactly as you said yeah 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 um so even in that <coughs> There's always something to learn. Um, there's a book by C.S. Lewis. I've totally forgotten the title. But it speaks about um, you only truly knowing someone in relation to the people around them. So in terms of me and my wife, I am, I can be f- a f- fuller version of myself around her. But when I'm around like Peter, I can talk about fighting. I can talk about tech which I can't do around my wife as much. When I'm around you, I can talk about different things. When I'm around different people, I can talk about different things and different aspects of who I am come out. And it's only, and when she's around different people as well, different aspects of herself come out. So I might, I do like crack jokes and stuff with gems, but I might be around one specific person and all we do is bust jokes. Mm. It's like we don't really have a serious conversation. We just bust jokes. And so... In her being or witnessing that relate that relationship between me and that person, she then gets to almost witness a side of me that she doesn't get to see to the fullest fullest extent mm. that she does within our relationship. Mm. And so, as Peter was saying, in terms of having time to develop as individuals, there's also that time to spend with friends. And the more time we spend with different people, the more as areas of ourselves are being pulled out. Mm. And so the more that then there is for her to discover or for him to discover if listen as a woman. And so we're constantly growing. We're constantly learning, developing and being shaped by the community around us. Mm. And so at no point can I get to the position of I know my wife down to the T because there's always something to learn. I know her fairly well. I would hope. But there's still something to learn. Yeah. And so I feel like even even if I'm to see the 175 years as the opportunity to study her on a daily basis, to discover what she likes, to see her interact with different people, to kind of dis- yeah, to learn and fig- find out. It will be a bit stalkerish to stand in there taking notes behind the corner. But it's, it's like... Diligent. <laughs> you, say, you say stalkerish, I say diligent. <laughs> but it's, it's just that I want to know her in the fullest sense of the of, of the word. Yeah. Um so yeah, and until like she passes away, I, I still have the opportunity to discover something new today that I didn't know yesterday. Mm. And so I think it is very it's a very romantic sentiment. Um and I don't mean romantic in the sense of like kissing and stuff, but I mean romantic in the sense of like um nature. Just like yeah, romanticizing yeah, that romantic, concept, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think sex gets, gets born after hundred years? <laughs> I'll have to get there. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think it, it very much depends on you two. It very much depends on you two. Um, Common suture is only so long. <laughs> like you can't, you can't do. Work your way to the end. You be done in. You be done in a couple of months. It's a case of... I, I don't know how many positions. I, I'm not saying that, like, I know. <laughs> it's 30 positions. We're on page 29 tonight, babes. Um, 
I feel that I feel like sex for me anyway, sex is much more than just a position. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to grow up. <laughs> we need to grow up for real. Oh. You're married. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Headmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I took the microwave when I said that. So hopefully he didn't pick it up. <laughs> he was looking at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to get edited. <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, sex is, sex is more, more than just a physical contact. There, there, are, there are elements and stuff, even like on a spiritual, um, Christian level, we, we believe in soul ties and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so, yes, sex is physically pleasurable and enjoyable, but there's a deeper level to that. And I always find that the times when um, me and Jamelia are having like a really good session. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, our really good sessions aren't because I don't think I want to hear this. <laughs> aren't particularly aren't particularly because it was like <laughs> the juice is strong. <laughs> <laughs> <That> Pre workout <laughs> isn't necessarily because like we're doing something ridiculous, but it's because we were at a really good point in our relationship. Mm. So it's like we were genuinely enjoying each other, um, and the physical aspect of it just tipped it over the edge and so i feel like so long as you two truly engage with one another enjoy each other sex would just be a bonus can i chip in the question yeah um i'll make note of the time just in case i need to remove it <laughs> not remove it <laughs> in your experience mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> say the night before you got married mm-hmm and now would you say your desire for sex has changed any no okay it's, it's i think it's i think it's increased okay um yeah i think it's increased obviously there was before marriage there was very much a case of uh oh, i haven't had sex in a long time so i just want to do that but now it's just like ah oh, got a sexy wife <laughs> jeez <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so none of you can think like that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Fuck, this is where the combo gets awkward. But it's one of, <laughs> it's one of them ones where, yeah, it's, for me, it's, yeah, there, there's an enjoyment and they're like, yeah, I don't think it's, 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 it's like grown dollar. I think it's, it's grown. Yeah, no, I don't think, I, I think what I was getting at was, or what I was thinking about was the fact that I feel it changes from being just wanting to, like, again, you know, before before I got married, I hadn't had sex for maybe five years or so. And then before oh. that, was just the one time. That was a mistake. Um, I like it. Then, that was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was, it was wrong. Um, but it it goes from just... Wanted to rip her clothes off. Well, no, not not even that. It, it's, it goes from the... The heat. The novelty of first time, you mm. know, uh, it changes from that to an appreciation because it's, as you said, it's part of, it's part of the day to day. It's part of, 
it's it's part of the relationship and it's not it's not part of the relationship in in that it's more important or less important than other aspects of the relationship mm. but it suddenly uh, it's it's different yeah it's, 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 it's part and parcel of of the the interaction between the two yeah people. yeah yeah and and it's there's something it's just a more intimate handshake <laughs> essentially, essentially yeah but no it's it, it's it's more than lust if that makes mm. sense it's more than just lusting after someone and wanting mm. to uh do stuff it's there is something beautiful in definitely. being married and, and being able to have sex whenever you want kind of thing um, definitely okay <laughs> <laughs> hookups <laughs> Um, Toys R Us are closing out. That's my hookup. They're closing down, so the sales are ridiculous. Happens as well. Fifty percent, sixty percent off. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, just popping in to see buying uh, buying presents in advance. So that's my hookup. Is Toys R Us Maplin? I'll add that. Um, I might have to jump on Maplin get a couple SSDs. Go check. Oh. It's 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 ridiculous now. You better hurry up. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Moses. Um, do you know, I didn't plan. I need to set a reminder to, to get a thing. But why but do you use a reminder when we do this every week? I don't, it sh- it I don't think about podcasts until podcast starts. Peak. <laughs> but I was, I was even going to say, like, what about, like, the day-to-day? Like, I guess we're not using something new every day, are we? It's the same thing. You know, the one thing that I was going to um, hook up is something that I'm doing right now. Like, I've deactivated my Instagram. All right. I've deactivated my Instagram and I've I've signed off. I've deleted like Pinterest off off my phone, deleted um in Instagram off my phone, deleted Facebook off my phone. Um, so it's almost just like a little detox, um, social media detox. And it's more so from a perspective of I felt a physical demand to upload content, a mental mm-hmm. demand, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. physical, a mental demand to upload content. Um. Which was a self-imposed demand because mm. no one's like knocking on my door. Where's your new picture or anything like that? It was a self-imposed demand because I had fallen into a routine of uploading. So because I wasn't following that, there was a impulse that I haven't done it in a while. I need to do it. So I've just deactivated it and logged off. Mm. Um, so yeah, like social media and stuff is good. It has got its benefits. Um, I think my hookup this this week would just be. Um, a digital detox. I think for Spring me, Spring cleaning. My hookup is an album. Christian is it content? Would I say contemporary Christian? Contemporary. Co- I don't know who it is, mate. If you say Stormzy or something, I'll drop kick you from no, here. No, uh, it's um Lauren Daigle. Okay, I haven't I heard, have not heard of her. She's um she did she did the album a couple of years ago called How Can It Be. Oh, is it a worship thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. then yeah, no. Nah. It was a rap thing. I might. Oh no, no, no. She's a singer. She like her. She I like was, her. I was trying to go through my rap archives. I oh, know, but like, I think she's in like contemporary. She's under this umbrella of con- contemporary gospel, mm-hmm. whatever that, whatever that means. Is that just Hillsong? She, 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 she's like pretty Hillsong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I saw a video. I'll send it to you afterwards. Oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, um, Lauren Daigle. How can it be? Some really good tracks on there. Um, check it out. Cool. I actually should have mentioned the uh, SO. SO's new single, Sick. Preach. Do you know what? Yeah. Um, I heard, so I heard SO's new single. Then right after that, I heard Timothy Brindle's new single. 
Oh, okay. okay. And then yeah, so I just like, ah, it's, it's different. It's different lanes. It's different lanes. Mate, lane is where it's I'm trying to. Lanes, mate. Nah, that I'm gonna add that onto the hookup. Timothy Brindle, I forgotten. Um, breaking all the rules of hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> like it's something about water, here. isn't it? It's something about water. I haven't um, heard it. I haven't heard anyone. Eight minutes long, and I bet he's just flowing from the Fun! reason. He's just flowing like it's mud. <laughs> um, eight minutes long. I need. I need to get this. I need to get this. Sorry, sorry, Robert. I know I'm just disrespecting your hookup segment and that, but I don't care. That's desecration. <laughs> abominations going on whilst that's going on actually because I was going to ask um, or interject quickly do you guys feel like there is a need for um, all that social media and the constant stream of information do you feel like that it's getting too much now hook up <laughs> Timothy Brindle water judgment oh yeah yeah, yeah. well I saw it on Instagram I didn't see the whole thing yeah um, so yeah, back to um, oh, I haven't been on social media for a while, so I'm not sure how it is any, um, anymore. But then, how's that? How's that been for you? So you've kind of been on the digital detox for yeah, a bit. Um, I find that I'm not as anxious because I'm not seeing what everyone else is doing and how everyone's life seems to be. So much more amazing. Mm. So, um, but then at the same time, I've, I've I realized I'm not as up to date with news mm. because, like, I I, I usually got, got my news from like Twitter and Facebook and stuff because I don't watch the news. <laughs> so, like, interestingly, do you find because you obviously know that people are presenting an edited version of their lives online? Yeah, like, like uh, that's that's. Well, at least I'm guessing the guys in the room, we know that. Oh, definitely. That much. Yeah. Does that help, though? Um, no. No, because, like, because <laughs> um, there's only so many times you can say, oh, they're not having fun when they're on the beach somewhere <laughs> on the island. And plus, mm. we, we are very visual beings. Mm. And so a notion carries less weight than visually. Mm. So, like... <sighs> Put like <laughs> peak your ex. If like you got an ex, yeah, and then you lot like the relationship you lot are going deep. You lot break up. Obviously, person's an ex. For you, you're going deep. Huh? Like as in very emotional relationship. Like you had poured a lot into it. Both of you had poured a lot into it. We're you lot about break Wolsey, up. But. And then <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I missed that. You know, it's alright. Everyone else will miss it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in so people know who Robert is. <laughs> Everyone knows who I am. What did you say? Huh? That's what did you repeat? I should repeat it. No, I repeat it. <laughs> Go on. I didn't hear it. Go uh, on. When you said uh, I thought you were talking about going balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> I had to clarify. You know? I'm talking about tea bagging. If you don't get, if you don't get that, God bless you. If you don't get that reference, God bless you. Don't look it up. You gonna get it one day. <laughs> Unless Hopefully. you're a man, unless you're a man flipping out, um, then you're gonna give it man. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> so X going deep into relationship. Um, go deep into the relationship. You lot break up, and then two twos. You see her, either like talking to another guy or something like that. But these times you know that, you know her and you know that she, she's crumbling inside. 
But just because you can visually see her with somebody else, you're like, raw, nah, like, is she moving on? Like, am I just out here, w- like, waddling in my feelings like Drake, just just out here like that? So mm. that visually, obviously there's an emotional tie here, but visually, you know something, you know that it's, you, the notion is you know that it's different, but visually, like, this is what I'm seeing right here. And mm. I think th- there comes a point where it almost becomes petty to keep saying, oh, it's edited, it's edited. Mm. Why can't they just be having a good life? Well, do you know what? Because I think now that you, now that you guys were talking about it, I just think I I look at it differently. Because on my Instagram feed nowadays, and I only really go on Instagram, I'm just watching people get knocked out, or I'm watching people train, or like it's it's mostly like training and fighting. Cool. And for me, it's like okay, you're doing explosive push-ups 20 or, or or 10. Well, actually, you never really fit 10, and you'll see them do explosive stuff. Boom, backflip, burpee, boom, and it's like yeah, you're only doing two or three for the gram. How how many are you doing that? You're doing twenty in the sets. So it's like it looks good now, but then that's not the whole training session. That sounds so petty. Well, <laughs> but then you see, for me, I think it's reality, and that's that's how I've been looking at it. So when you said anxiety, I'm like, I don't feel like, or maybe I, I see it in that. I sometimes I feel. I get worried, okay, these guys are training so much harder than, that means they'll be so much better than me. But then I'm able to be like, well, actually, this is probably at the start of a session. Are you coming fresh and you're doing that? That's cool. But then, but, but, but then are you saying that just to make yourself feel better? Well, that's the question. That's, that's what I'm having to ask myself and now. Plus, is, it's different is that if you're in a, in a period of life where you're not training, mm. watching guys train, <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> look at that six pack. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the biceps. Ah. <laughs> you look at yourself. You're like, I deserve this. I deserve this pot belly. You just trust me. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, I'm like one thing. Like I'm always hearing, especially from girls, um, when they uh, when they see someone's like in a relationship or getting married, they're talking about oh, they they, they may look good, but they don't know what's, what's happening behind closed doors. <laughs> People are just so bitter in life. <laughs> Do you know what I find is um, what I find unhelpful are like relationship goals and stuff. I like almost elevating this to be the I- this, um, societal I- ideal. Mm. But I just like, I find that unhealthy, and because mm. I'm just like you don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Mm. You're putting pressure on some other couple to try be an Instagrammable couple mm. or whatever, mm. and just just live your life, mm. just enjoy your relationship, live your life. I also find that. Um, so even when it comes to girls on Instagram, it's a bit mad because we know that half of your pictures either edited or you're holding the right pose or whatever. Mm. And so it's peak. Mm. And, but that also adds to the body conscious cycle. Mm. Um, my qualm is almost getting news from social media mm. because we know that we've, we're following specific sort of people who will almost retweet specific sort of stories. Yeah, yeah. So the news feed that yeah. we get yeah. isn't a broad view. Yeah. It's very, like, selected. It's called a bubble. It's called a... Um, uh, uh, you, you get into a social media news bubble. And so that was that was manifested when all of us, well, I say all of us, most of us were surprised at stuff like Brexit or stuff like the uh, Conservatives winning. Mm. Because within our circles, all we see is Robert posting about the same ideas yeah. that I kind yeah. of have, you posting yeah. about saying, and we get 
tunnel vision into things that we agree with. Yeah, and then and anyone you, know, you don't like, you just delete. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. But then that's, to some extent, that's not healthy. Like before, when you had a newspaper, and obviously you can only go and read your column that you agree with, but the other things are there and you can see them. So you have a view of yeah. opposing views and, and that kind of gives you some sort of balance. Now, we only get things. Well. Yeah, and it challenges, challenges you. But now we only get things that we agree with. But Even in a Christian stream where I'm only listening to people that I agree with mm. and I'm not listening to anyone else because everyone else, Don't we push the side. <laughs> What's good, Joel? <laughs> but everyone else, we kind of put to the side. Craft love, <laughs> dollar. <laughs> we kind of, we kind of, we 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 zone in, and I think in Christian terms, it's almost it's safer. I would say safer, mm. but I think for certain groups of people, it's worth. And when I say certain groups of people, people that might maybe engage in a lot of apologetics or yeah, stuff like that, yeah. it's worth being informed mm-hmm. of other streams, both of Christian and of non-Christian yeah. uh, streams of thought. But then don't you think that even when it comes to news, it's always going to be biased in one way, shape or, or another? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think nowadays the unction is on us to... Um, do your research. To try and do your research because you're, you're completely right. Even to the extent of like, BBC and CNN and the Daily Telegraph and whatever, most of them kind of have sways that you are uh, sometimes are very subtle, but sometimes you can't notice. The notice. Daily Telegraph, Ter- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even a pun. I just <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like so, like I, I know for me, like whenever I would see a, a story on Twitter, the things the first thing I do is, is like I'll uh, I go on Google and see what Google is saying about mm. said story mm. because like living in like black Twitter, even Google, you even Google though, like paid thing is are. Uh, come up first you can you search for Papa John's and uh, Domino's is the first result oh really (laughs) (laughs) you know what it's it's gotten so bad that if I google search something any result that's got ad beside yeah you you, kind of I just skip I literally just scroll past it and I'm just like all right, let me start from here so how does one know when they've done extensive enough research into something to have a of of, um we learn from university. We, hey, what was it? Why is it just, <laughs> just kind of? But we learn from university that you really, you really don't. You kind of do enough research till you're finished, and then you present it because there will always be something that you've overlooked. Yeah. And so I think it's just. I think maybe the safest thing is to research the opposing view as much as possible. In as in addition to yours, but I think then you've got both views almost kind of thing. Um, but even with nowadays, there's no such thing as just a plainly opposing view. It's this venture and that venture. Yeah. And I want to be a genderless alien and I identify as asexual. I don't stop, please. <laughs> Let's not go the down that road. identify as mermaid. They quit their job and bought $1,000 fins. But yes. I have um, to respect that. I can respect that. doesn't mean I... I oh yeah. So, um, I was going to say, um, there's, there's also a notion of um, depth versus width breadth so mm. the depth of um your research or the broadness of your research mm. so if you just want to research like everything to do with black lives matter or if you want to research specifically within this year to that year how many people died how many people uh, mm. was it by law enforcement and it's like you've got the depth the specificity of, mm. of what you know so that will also influence how you do your research if you mm. want to research one specific case again that would be depth but if you just want to have statistical facts in terms of from like just a broad case then mm. obviously that's going to affect what you um know 
and also what you can input into conversation and stuff as well. Mm. Um, yeah. How do you guys think social media affects Christian walks? I think it's very much the same thing. I think it's easy to look... Bizzle, Bizzle, um, God of Money, Bizzle did a, a song about looking looking the part on social media, looking Ooh. like a good dad, looking like a good uh, minister, looking like a good husband for the gram uh, or for Facebook or on his various posts. And yet, um, you know, in internally is different. So I think it's easy to see someone looking like they're worshipping and I see that post and I see the Bible verses and I see the verse image from you version, all of that, and get kind of stuck like, oh, what am I doing? Am I a good enough Christian kind of thing? Or get that same sort of anxiety um, and not really live the life or not even be inspired but be condemned and feel like, well, I'm kind of going to hell or, or something like that. Or have the other person who feels like because their Instagram feed presents that idea that they're okay and, you know, when in their life or in their livelihood of Christ, they end up talking more about God than to God and getting to know him. And they're just posting Oof. stuff up. It's like, I, I think I think there's a danger there of again the same thing, looking a certain way and not being a certain way. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel exactly the same. Um, there is a danger. There's a real danger. Um, I, I almost relate it back to when God said, "Make no false images um, and idols and stuff." And then, so God had God had said remove every image that you worship or place beside me or in front of me or above me or whatever and allow me to dictate and spell out to you how you ought to worship and engage with me and in the fullness of time he he provided he he sent down jesus jesus came down and bible says that he is a visible image of the invisible god and it's like in us trying to see god the best way to do that is to see more of Christ, is to read his word and to see more of Christ. Um, it, like, it, it pleased God to have the fullness of the Godhead dwelling in him. And the reason I'm saying all of this is that as humans, we are fickle and we are swayed by what we see. And so in projecting pictures every Sunday, like, not even every Sunday, every other day of you hands up in worship, cool, you might be living that life. But the question is, what... How is that edifying other people? How is that helping other people? Um, is what you're doing in a sense of, is there, is there a possibility that you're actually helping to condemn people in the sense of I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this? question. Yeah. Does everything that you post on social media have to be edifying? The Bible says in all things that we do, we need to edify someone. We, it needs, we need to do it. We should do it with, the, with like um, other people in mind. Okay. So if you're having other people in mind if it's detrimental how is that helping people but again this is almost subjective in the sense of oh i thought this was good blah 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 this and that so what you post is subject is subjective but there should always be that question of how like how 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 would this look i think someone randomly meant not randomly but someone mentioned how would you feel God was to go through your Facebook posts or to go through your Instagram feed or to go through Twitter or to go through your Google search history? Mm. Uh, so I think for the most part, God will be fine with, with my stuff. But I don't know if everything I post is specifically edifying in a certain way. So I might post 
a joke or something. Or I might post like something silly. Like I posted that um sub a while ago. I posted that subway employees look very confused when you don't ask for lettuce or when you say you don't want lettuce. Like it's the first thing they go for. I don't see how that's edifying anyone, but I don't see I don't like I don't see how it's bad person. Okay, and in saying that this. This is where I feel like, as Christians, we're very good at being very spiritual, <laughs> but not very good at being human mm. sometimes. And that's I, I just fell into that trap. So it's the case of, in saying edifying, it's not necessarily like everything needs a hashtag John 316. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like that. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? You sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Like, not everything needs that. It's like we are human. Edifying a human isn't uh, whatever. Edifying a human isn't necessarily all quote unquote scripture. Mm. You can edify a fighter by helping him with his nutrition. Mm. You can edify a teacher by helping him, like, with marketing, mm. creating resources that help with teaching and stuff like that. You can, and like, masseuse, like any edif- edification is helping, like, um, um, better someone. And I feel help making someone laugh is almost allowing them to see that yo life, your life might suck, but you can still laugh. Mm. What was the racist joke? <laughs> Then you're not edifying anyone, then are you? No, but they're still, but they uh, love uh, it. It's it's still it's still humor, but then at the at the risk of offending someone, so I almost would then add to Moses' point by you know quoting Paul when he says living a life above reproach, and hmm. so trying or not being mindful of not doing things that intentionally offend other people. But then, but then, in trying to do that, you wouldn't do anything. Well, no, because I know saying that Subway, well, maybe I offended Subway, uh, a Subway worker, but like a racist joke where someone could have a genuine, um, you know, negative response to it because of maybe an experience or something or having a white person make a joke. And then, you know, as a black person, I might be uh, like sincerely offended by that. I think that's avoidable. I think that's something that can be avoided. What about like, we are in in the... in a society where it's very easy for people to take offense. Um, people want to take offense. People want, like, people yeah. are just waiting for anything the to happen. to be outraged to just about. just be like, who's seen um, Balls of Steel, the game show? It's very old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one with the devil? And, yeah. Uh, and then yeah. there's a, the guy, the black militant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he was like, oh, there's a hole in, in space that sucks in all the light. What is it called? The black hole. The black hole? There's a hole they put black people in? And it's just like, he was just waiting for anything with black to just jump on it <laughs> and just just go off. Silly show. <laughs> very very silly. Silly show. Um, so there are people like that. But but what if like, even though you find it silly that, that they can offend by it, what if they're actually like offended by what you're saying? So, 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 so like how we'll make them find out people that think they're mermaids. Well, that actually hurt someone who actually thought they were mermaids. Do you know what? Do you know, this, this, <laughs> I, I'm going to try to be as politically correct as I can be during a statement, yeah? But, you know, honestly, I think the first hurdle they need to tackle isn't my joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. 
honestly because you try you, you can only be so accommodating you know and it's the problem with relative truth and i identify as a Oh, yeah. And do you know? Do you know what? One thing that I do find as well is the people who are screaming intolerance are intolerant. Are the, some of the most intolerant people? Yeah. Mm. I, I think it, it's it's worth being open um, and and being ready to have like a a conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and being ready to have a sensible conversation where we can look at sensible things, you know. Um, but some of these things are just too. It's too far. Nonsense. Yeah, it's just. But then one could argue that um, a white man could come and say that all this Black Lives Matter stuff is nonsense, and then who are you to 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 say that he's wrong? Well, when I say say, have a sensible conversation where we can look at sensible things as evidence, I can literally pull you in and say, look at the black experience as it is today, like literally, statistically look at how many people are being stopped by police in the UK. You know, in terms of. Uh, demographics in terms of how many uh, black people exist, in terms of how many white people exist, and why is that black people are getting stopped more. You look at various facts like that, and they kind of, they give you a different perspective. Martin Freeman, who was in um, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever. The colonizer. The, no, no, he wasn't the colonizer. He wasn't the colonizer? He, no, he was the, he was General Ross, so he was one of the good guys. Yeah, he, um, yeah, the colonizer. Yeah, the colonizer. He was the colonizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apologies. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. But when I think I read somewhere, he was asked, "How is it like being one of the few uh, two white guys in 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 the movie?" And he said, "You think to yourself, right? This is how black people feel in there all the time, you know." And so, coming in and having that experience gives you a different perspective. You as a white person won't have uh, or, or any with anything. So. If we're to have a conversation about someone who identifies as a mermaid, maybe you can pull me in and have me see from your point of view I'm why you think, if I don't drown, <laughs> if you don't drown, <laughs> maybe maybe there's something there. And, you know, ideally, I'd be open to having a conversation like that, but I doubt there's any scientific, any reasonable, there's definitely any not anything in the Bible that says... A mer- you can be born a human being and actually be a mermaid. Like, there's, they, there's just nothing they there. They would argue for more of a psychological um, perspective rather than a scientific. Not saying psycholo- psychology isn't scientific because right. there are, there are well, scientific bases. Well, uh, but then couldn't they say if Jesus could make the rocks come up and praise his name, why can't a, a person be a mermaid? That, that doesn't that make sense. That doesn't make sense. Because rocks cannot, can, can, cannot praise because they're rocks but, okay. if, but, if, just, but if jesus but can make how else do the mountains testify of god's glory you tell me through the beauty and and the wonder that is a universe that's been created and fine-tuned to such tolerances as to allow life i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> if jesus could bring someone back to life someone could be a mermaid no. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> because miracles happen fair enough fair enough <laughs> you gonna say something Moses? And then God can heal them. Yes, that's that's the thing. There's always hope. God can heal them. <laughs> um, so, so, so. I think we're tired now, so let's call it a day. If anyone relates as a, um thinks thinks they're a mermaid, please. It's all right. Keep your keep your opinion. To no, yourself. come come. I'm sure Peter would like to to come under have, the have seat. We we'll definitely would like to have a sensible conversation with you. 
with, yeah, with, with some anointing oil. <laughs> Very Ho- holy water. <laughs> holy water. I'm swimming it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. A baptism pool. Oh, gosh. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. <laughs> um, Apologies if I've offended you. Maybe see a psychiatrist. Mud. <laughs> so you add insult to injury. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Rude for the intro and outro music. Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing logo. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash some blacksmiths furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcasts and websites, blacksmiths furnace with an apostrophe. Um, Twitter at Defense UK. Email address tbsfurnace.hotmail.com. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anyone got any anything they want to plug? Um, Echoes book launch, yep. 2nd of May. Um, tickets are on sale. Depending on what um, ticket you go for, there's a a book, a copy of the book included. Definitely encourage you guys to get that. Um, yeah, we'll drop a link to the site. Yes. Yeah. And uh, if you check out the hookups, do let us know what you think. The Sarah, Sarah's book. Lauren Daigle. Sarah no, Lauren. Sarah, oh, so. first oh Sarah. Firstborn. Hi, Sarah. It's, it's, actually, quite, it's actually quite nice. I've been reading it. You, or do you buy it? Um, I could get it on my Kindle Unlimited. Oh, what do you think? So far, so good. Oh. So far, so quite interesting. Yeah. Does it make you think differently about the the, the human experience? He shakes. That, that his was head. a note. <laughs> he shakes his head. I think it's nice poems. I, I haven't. I've, I've only gone through the first three or four. So yeah, but you're heartless though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, this is black. He's only sympathetic <laughs> to females. To his female. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. This is the Blacksmith's Furnace, I know that. Blah. Did you get... <laughs>